Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Off the Bar with Rob and Joey. I'm Joey. And I'm Rob. All right, so we're almost done with this first round. Currently, Washington is up 2-1 to one on Carolina in Game 7. Um, but the NHL throws us a curveball and puts games on Thursday, and I kind of expected the first game of Round 2 to be on Friday. So, got to do what you got to do. We got to get this done. Yeah. So we got to get those next reviews around. So we're going to do the best we can. We could probably give like a little talk about Carolina or Washington. No big deal. But we should do what's set in stone first, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess we'll, we're not going to go into full review and preview mode because we don't have that kind of time. Um, and but- I think we already covered a lot of stuff in the last one. There's just been some more exciting conclusions. I, was, I think pretty much everything that we said wouldn't happen or we said for X team to win, this needs to happen, it all happened. Like yeah. For St. Louis to beat Winnipeg, whatever we said in the preview, happened. <laughs> Bennington was the real deal. Um and they were just better. They were just better. Um, I mean, what a place to start. Uh, the Jets, dude. They're a fucking disappointment, dude. That's why I said my piece in the beginning of the year. I think that they have a great team and they're talented. But, um, I mean, they just didn't have it, man. They just didn't have it. I thought the Blues played their heart out. Yeah. And and Ben... ben Bingington, sorry, that fucking Bingington is Ben in Ington. Bennington. Yo, my man Jordan is a fucking G. (laughs) He's he's a god. Yeah, Yeah, he was really good for them. Even after like he suffered his first like back to back losses ever, and then he comes back and wins two straight. Yeah, I know. Who I just didn't know what that five that that like five goal game he gave up was gonna do to him. And he yeah, that's what I just was took it in stride, dude. Doesn't yeah, and shit. even though he lost that last game, he only allowed one goal in regulation, and then they lost in overtime, two to one. So yeah, so he's only had one bad game, I think, in his career, <laughs> and that was <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what. Man, the Jets are are interesting because, um, like, I feel like similarly to Tampa, like, you don't blow the whole thing up. But, I mean, I feel like the, I feel like they got to do something. I feel like they have too many pieces, you know. Like, I think, I'm not going to say for sure, but I think, like, Truba probably has played his last game. I feel like if there's any time... To move him, I think it's probably now. I mean, you've already done the song and dance. Like, uh, you know, he thinks he's worth X and they think he's worth this. So they go to arbitration and they come back. Obviously, I don't think both sides are happy with it. So, and I think that they could still get a lot back for for Truba. And they're going to start to need that cap space soon anyway. So. Yeah. And it's a shame, too, because their setup. They really did like homebrew a lot of their players, man, or they've been there for fucking ever. Yeah. Um quick score update the capture scored. <laughs> yeah. But aside from that, um so it's a shame cuz I want to root for them, but I just don't see the X factor in them still. And 
honestly, this could all turn next year. Maybe they just needed a little bit more experience. Maybe maybe Lane needs to show up fucking earlier. And I'm not <laughs> changing it, dude. I don't give a shit. Okay. But I'm going to look forward to not talking about them the rest of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably, at least for me, the biggest surprise was probably Dallas over Nashville. Oh, and yeah. Goddamn hats off to Ben Bishop. Oh, yeah. What a series. A, uh, what a series. And I'm like, again, they're not my like team team, but you know I like the Preds. I was, I am in shock. In fact, I said that Dallas was good, had the potential to get swept. Yeah. They had the most potential to get swept. And boy, was I wrong. And I mean, it's going to make for more exciting hockey, so cool whatever it just is what it is but that really was like a wrench in my thought process i don't even know what to make of that yeah and it it surprised me like because i didn't watch like a whole lot of this series i it was kind of the if there was two games on like at similar times it's kind of the one i turned off and then i you know maybe come back with like seven you expected more out of nashville right yeah i was so surprised when i came back and looked at all the scores and on one screen Game one, three to two for Dallas. Game two, two to one for Nashville. Game three, three to two for Nashville. Game four, Dallas explodes for five to one. Then five for, to three, and then two to one. Like, what a low scoring series. Like, I know these teams probably are more like, maybe not so much Dallas, even though they played like it. Like, they really locked it down defensively. But, like, I'd ex- I expected a little bit more like open. Like I'm not talking about like seven to one or seven to four. Like I didn't expect that, but like majority of these majority of these games are one goal games, three to two, you know. I'd expect that from like from Nashville, but like I don't know, man. Pekka, even though he didn't play his best, he's he's Pekka, man. And he uh and they have a good defense, but the the fact that like that that five goal game for them was the yeah that was I a didn't big think it would be the nail for, in the coffin, but that got them going. Like, yeah, that was a big depth game for for Dallas. Like I think only Sagan and Klingberg had like an assist on the first goal, and then none of their big guys had any points in that game. I don't think. Which is great because all year that. It that was the knock on was like that the depth was there and like if you look at the scoring for him like it still falls off like you know you had Ben Sagan Radulov Klingberg with six and then the next highest is three by Zuccarello and Hints and you know so the the drop off was still there I mean it's hard to you know kind of drop off in a five game or six game series but yeah dude I mean Zook looks like a really good pickup for them too yeah I think I what we thought was a rental, he looks like he's a star. Like, yeah, well, I tried to hype him up in the fucking preview, and you're like, uh, I don't know about that. So, Well, dude, I, he's a ranger. I fucking hated Zuccarello forever. I always thought he was overrated, but he looks at home on that team, and yeah. I didn't expect that. I thought he looked at home on the rangers, too, on that kind of team. Now he's playing for a completely different kind of team, and he still looks like that. So I will take that back. I'm sorry. I, I have a bias there. And I knew he was a good player. I just didn't think he would fit like that. Like, and but it it's working. The little bit that we have so far is working. Yeah, and there's just one person I want to like look at 
before we wrap this up because I think he deserves a shout out. That Lindell, that's a fucking player right there. He he led the team in minutes or close. Heiskanen beat him out by like 13 seconds. But dude, that dude we're... was a rock on the blue line for them. I I think that we're seeing something crazy in regards to because I don't hate Dallas. I I obviously have always favored my Predators a little bit more the past few years, but like I'm kind of proud of them, and they really bothered me the past couple of years because a few years ago they were all O, no D, couldn't get the goaltending, and I was like they're top heavy and they're getting older and it's not going to work, and that's what happened. Like they were fun to watch for like that year when Ben won the trophy. And after that, I was like, oh, no, this team doesn't have defensemen. Like, it doesn't have anything. And now, now, and I think all year they still struggled with that a little bit. And now it's catching up to them in the playoffs. It looks like that they're like a defensive team with studs on behalf yeah. of Ben Bishop and Lindell and Heiskanen. Um, fuck John Klingberg. But <laughs> I don't know what you have against him. He's a good I just defenseman. don't fucking like him. I don't know. But he's a good he's – he puts up the points. Um, but they – yeah, no, they look like a defensively – like that's – now they have to worry about getting the depth back on, on offense. Um, but yeah. there's no doubt that they could. They're going to be a team that they like to play for, uh, that people want to play for. Um, they look like they have a lot of fun. And, and again, Zook was a good pickup for him. I think the Rangers are getting that extra first-round pick. For the yeah, re-signing. I don't remember what the condition is, but Dude, it's possible. I they mean, may get two. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely possible now. I was really surprised at you know the outcome of that series, especially so. Yeah. So that's that. Um. So we got Calgary losing to Colorado in five. And pretty much what we said, like, if Colorado's going to win, the Nathan McKinnon, Brantman, you know, that that has to be the guys from the beginning of the season. And it was, like, you know, in five games, Brantman has four or has nine points. And in five games, McKinnon has eight. You know. Dude, McKinnon looked like a man on a mission. Yeah. And they got. And they, com- they completely shut down Goudreau and Monaghan. Goudreau only oh, yeah. ends the series with one point. Monahan has two. Um, Lindholm has two. You know, the leader was Sam Bennett with five points in five games for Calgary. Dude, and you want to know what I find really surprising? Is that me and you were worried that Calgary's Achilles heel was going to be the goaltending. The goaltending. Yeah, and, and it was not. Yeah, and we both said, how the fuck do you think that starting Mike Smith is a good idea? And I, I still question the logic behind that, but, like, he held it down. Score update. Carolina just scored. <laughs> Three, two. Man, I really need them to keep this close. Yeah, man. I just. But uh, yeah, this is a series I'm happy for too, man. E- either way that this goes, I was close in this one. I knew it was going to be a battle. I said it would go to Game Seven. I will pat myself on the back for well, that because I don't got much five, else. So don't pat, your, pat yourself on the back that much. What did? It only went to Game Five. What did? Oh no! I'm sorry. I I just broke character. I'm talking about the game that I'm currently watching on my phone while we do this. Oh, well, you can't say <laughs> let's get back to it and then start talk about fucking Washington and Carolina. Fair enough, dude. I I got the ADD, man. You're the one who keeps okay. me on task, or I'll just ramble. Yeah, I'm happy that this is going to seven. Oh, the, and Washington's like the last pick that I can get right. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I actually got a couple right, but not. Not uh, this was a bad right. year. This was. I mean, it's not a bad year. It's one of the best years. This is, oh, this is like the greatest year in hockey ever. Is absolutely in the toilet. I'm so happy that like everything is not going the way I expected it to be because I pretty much expected like. BAU. I don't know what that means. Business as usual. Ah, okay. Yeah, business as usual. That's what I expected. That's what it looked like going into it for the most part. So. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised um, that Calgary. I'm. They just left you wanting more the whole time. I thought like, that other they than would that score first more. game. That first game was great. They get the four nothing shutout, and it's like, all right, these guys are ready to fucking rock and roll. And then, dude, I think that nothing. that's more surprising too, because it would be one thing if Colorado came out the gate hard, and then yeah. they never recovered. But Calgary even got their like confidence game, yeah. like they. That is a hard thing to, and I mean, it was that top line, but they also had some other performers. I think that this fucking McCarr kid came in right in time too, and yeah, what a story that is for him. <laughs> and I think Colorado is going to be great for years to come. I think that they've got a lot of, but they're starting now. Um, it, it's a disappointing to me because I really like Calgary and I really thought they were going to do it. And I, I kind of had him right in my preview that this was their year in the regular season. But they they just got straight up outplayed. I mean, and you can't blame it on anyone, any one person. It was not because of their goaltender. Yeah, and a <laughs> lot, I see a lot of people like calling out like Goudreau or whatever. Like in that last game, he had so many chances. He had like three breakaways and he's just getting shut down by Grubauer. Yeah, I mean they Colorado just beat them. I mean, they did not they did not come prepared either. Um, but they they sure tried. Yeah, I mean I don't yeah, and I don't think like it was necessarily. I mean because this is one of the ones that was harder for me to watch too. Like I, you know, I watched like every single like condensed game, even of some of the ones that I watched yeah. live. But like. This was a harder one for me to watch, but like I don't, I didn't see like a lack of like effort on behalf of like Calgary. Like they still, you know, they didn't like I don't know. They just lost the scoreboard battle, like, and like other than like that six to two game, and then I feel like I don't remember about the. I feel like there was a couple empty netters in that game five. Like, they didn't get, like, annihilated on, like, any given night, really. Like, they kept those up. They won that first game. They kept the other two close and pushed it to overtime. You know, so they could have been, you know, a bounce away from two wins there. I think Colorado is just carrying a lot more momentum than they are, and it showed. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, and this is not a knock on, like, Goudreau because I still think that, you know, he's obviously like an elite talent. But I just think that the stars on Colorado are definitely more built to play like a physical game. Oh yeah. So when yeah. that when those games started to get physical, I think it kinda like it's not Goudreau's like sweet spot. Like I'm not saying that he can't play in a physical environment or whatever, but like you figure, you know, Rantanen and uh, McKinnon, they're not small guys. Oh, they're built. Yeah, they're, Landis they're solid built. He's yeah, a big and boy. Solid. They're I all fucking that, big boys. Yeah, I think that a lot of their, you know, offensive talent 
has the size too. Yeah. No, McKinnon is looks like he's solid as a rock, dude. I'm like so surprised at the stuff that he does and him looking as as built as that guy does. Like yeah. fucking good on him. Um and that's the thing. I think Johnny's game is finding a way around that. Um I feel like a team that tries too hard at that, he can make look like fools, but not not this team and not in this yeah. series. You know what I mean? He never found that that niche. And when he did, you're right, Grubauer shut him down. His those breakaways he just Yeah, he had the penalty shot. Yeah. He he yeah. was just he, he was figured out, man. And um Yeah, because I don't want to sound like I'm like sizest. I mean, I'm really hoping that like GMs are dumb and Cole Caulfield like slips to number eleven. I'm begging yeah. for it. Oh yeah, I think that it's becoming a less of a big man. Sport, yeah, so I don't want to sound like I'm right. trying to call Goudreau out because he's small. Like, no, please give me like one of the smallest players in the league in this draft, please. I want oh yeah, him. no, you guys are going to end up with Goudreau one day too. Johnny's coming home one day. Yeah, okay. one day he's pulling a, a a Johnny T the whole way, or he's any one of the players who says I want to go home and play for New York. He already called it, but. That aside, he's a great player. I just don't think he ever found his game. And yeah, you know, maybe if one of those goals went in, it would have been different. But Grubauer stopped him. He never got on his uh, on his role. So I don't think obviously he can't play as physical of a game as as some of those bigger boys. I know what you mean. I'm not sizest either. I think he's a great player, but he did not get the slips on them. Yeah. And he had no support if he could like. It's not like Monahan like was yeah, showing up yeah, hard. Right. Like, <laughs> None of their guys really got going. I mean, Lindholm only had two points. Giordano, uh, Monahan, Kachuk had three. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a great series by anybody. Um, James Neal gets healthy scratch because he never scored ever. Yeah. What a bad pickup. I'm and I hate James Neal. I just really do like Calgary. I really hope that he has a good year next year. Honestly, just so that way they can try to move him. <laughs> yeah, he did get overpaid, man. And he wasn't like, the right and one. that's the thing is like, I don't think that he's a bad player, and I think that he would, he could have worked there, but I don't think that they expected to get Lindholm. Yeah. And then he just, like, everybody was like, oh, yeah, you know, eventually, you know, Neil will get his chance when Lindholm, you know, he's he's not going to keep up this pace all year. Well, guess what? He kept up that pace all year. <laughs> Dude, so. Ferland and Lindholm both turned out to be yeah. better players than we gave them credit for. Honestly. Yeah, Ferland had a really good year. Unfortunately, like, I don't think that he's staying in Carolina because they were, that was, like, all the rumor. Like, they were shopping him at the trade deadline. Really? Yeah. So I don't know for even sure. now. I, maybe now, but he's hurt, so he's not playing. Well, yeah, but so I don't know. And like I say, I, it could be different now. But like hmm. Lindholm and or not Lindholm, Furlan and Simmons were like the big like. Oh, if you want your grit guy, go get Lin or Furlan or Simmons or whatever. But oh well. <laughs> yeah. Well. We'll see. I I just really thought that I those both those players I thought were underestimated, and I did give the the my tip of the scale to Lindholm, which I I still think I'm a little right about that. But they both I think are better than either team 
could have expected. Yeah, I mean, at least for as offensive as Lindholm is, they definitely like won that battle. I mean, but Furlan still put up forty points, and he was yeah. a solid like middle six guy for for Carolina this year. Yeah. Um, I I always just thought that Lindholm, like given the opportunity, could put up the numbers that he was going to put up that he put yeah. up this year. Like, I mean, I don't know if he has seventy points every year, but. Like, I easily saw him as, like, a 60-point guy, given the right opportunity. Oh, yeah, and he proved he could be a top-line player, too. Eventually, yeah. I think that's going to become more of a in-a-pinch thing. But, you know, he right. did it. <laughs> he deserved it the whole time, too, so. All right, so. You want to talk about San Jose and Vegas real quick? We already did before we started. I'm kind of bored of I it. know. I know. All right. Um, I'll just say this. Vegas was up three to one, and they couldn't close it out. All right. Let's say this too. Vegas was up three to one, and had momentum, and looked completely poised to make the Sharks look like a bunch of dickheads. And yeah. failed. Like, they couldn't close it out when they lost fucking, like, um, Jumbo to suspension. Like, they couldn't. Again, like, you, like Ryan Reeves is, like, living in Evander Kane's head. Like, this did not look good for the Sharks. Yeah. And say what you want. Again, we don't have to go into it too much because everyone else already did. Say what you want about the officiating. Like, this was Vegas's series for the taking. And yeah, multiple times, not just in that last game. Oh, yeah, no, not just in that last game. It could have been the game before the game before. And I give the Sharks a lot of credit. They showed up for me. They're one of my only guesses I got right. Yeah. <laughs> and after game like two, I didn't think so. I was like, oh, this is Vegas's series. Like, this is over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and as far as like the call goes, obviously not a great call. Um, But man... That power play or that penalty kill by Vegas was absolutely abysmal. Like that just can't happen. Like, please go back and watch and like slow down and watch all these goals, and you will see. Like, even if you're just like a casual fan, you will see the miscues by. Like, just look at both Couture goals. He's literally by himself, like Ovi, and yeah. he's not. Like, obviously, he's not Ovi. He's a good player. I don't particularly like him that much, but he's a good player, and he made no mistake. He had all the time in the world. No one is anywhere near covering him, and he snipes too. Yeah. Yeah. I do have to say one thing. There's one goal, the one goal that LeBanc scored, like, Carlson, William Carlson had an absolutely unacceptable, like, that was unacceptable what happened to, like, lead to that that goal by LeBanc. So LeBanc has it in like the corner at the, depending on where you're facing, like say facing in towards the net, the top right point, and he has it in the corner. He's got some guy, he's got someone like towards the center at the point. Riley Smith is on the guy at the center point, or at least in position to cover him. And Carlson is supposed to be on LeBanc. Carlson, like as LeBanc is stick handling at the top in the corner, he starts skating down. Carlson turns away from him as if he was like, 
I don't, I didn't see anything that would make him read like he was going to pass it to that point guy, but he like turns towards the point guy like he was covering the, the center slot. And LeBanc walks around him and he just snipes it. And Flurry is way out of position. Like you could see the line on the camera. Like he had all day to shoot top left exactly where he scored. Like absolute breakdown. Absolutely unacceptable for Carlson, especially he was getting sulky votes last year. Like, that's his. Like, you're supposed to be the offensive-defensive guy. Yeah. Yeah, especially now that they have another first line that can even take over some of the scoring that we knew it would be. Yeah. Released a little bit. Now that's really your fucking job, dude. Yeah, (laughs) and it's like, I'll give them, you know, Belmar was banged up, and that's a really big penalty guy for him. Obviously, Eakin takes the penalty or whatever, but... It's like you can't be in like the Selkie like talk if you're doing that. And obviously that's one play or whatever, but like that's supposed to if you're in like the Selkie talk, like that's like supposed to be your jam. Yeah, man, and you're dude, it's game seven, dude. It's game seven, it's like yeah, no more. They were so time. they were so passive on that penalty kill, it's unreal. They absolutely unreal. Felt way too comfortable with a three. Is the problem. Yes, yeah. they they really thought it was over, and and it it wasn't even it wasn't close to over. And yeah. what a great OT though! What a great like we live on the East Coast, so Joey keeps saying, "Oh, I didn't see that a lot of that, and I didn't see," and that's why because these games are later, and we're trying to keep up with all of them, and we we're doing our and best. And I get up for work at six five yeah. thirty most days, so yeah, I I watch a lot of that Vegas. Uh, San Jose series almost on accident just because it just kept being good and it kept being on and I just kept not being able to turn it off or turn away and it was a great series um and I um you know this is just another year like it's not a big deal in the in the scheme of things for Vegas but I do just encourage everyone to look at what Joey said and think about the situation and as bad of a call as that was there's been worse you know, it that was the Vegas series to close out. It should have been over a couple games before that when they had the momentum and and uh, and yeah, and that that penalty kill was just unacceptable. And they tied it, and Flory gave you the best performance that it possible. That he was out of his mind the whole game, and then in overtime he was, dude, those pokes. He's he's dude, what a great goaltender, dude. I used to hate Flurry because he was a penguin. Yeah. Now he's like my favorite person. I love that guy. He's a good goalie. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> it it was just so weird because it's like that five minute stretch of that pat penalty kill, like everybody turned off because Flurry was shit. Everybody was shit, but before that and after that, it was like everything was back to normal. Everything for just a was second. Yeah. Yeah, so it is what it is, and I don't really care either way. Like, I think I like Vegas more than the Sharks in general, but just what a great series. Like, this has been such yeah. a great year for hockey, and we're talking about all the underdogs, but that that also added to the hype. That that was such a good first round game. Like, that was a battle. Like, that, it really was. That, those were some really good fucking games. Yeah, I agree. Hold on, I just want to know. Is this penalty kill? In the regular season, I just want to know where Vegas was. 
They were 14th. Okay, so it's not like they were like a dynamo penalty kill team in the regular season. Yeah. I'm not going to look at their, because I mean, that pe- that power play alone like killed their yeah. postseason stats. So I don't know what they were before that. But, man, it was just super unex- it was unacceptable for them. Yeah. To like, don't, I went to, because I watched the, the condensed game at like 5.30 this morning. And I went to work thinking about that all day, preparing to come on here and like rip this ref apart. Because I don't like react- re- reactionary calls. I don't know why I'm having trouble with that word today. Um, I don't like ra- re- Jesus Christ reactionary calls. So I was going to work expecting like I right, getting on the podcast, ripping this ref to like shreds. And then I like I came home and I watched it and I just dissected that whole thing. Man, that it's like yeah. super bad for. And let's give the Sharks their due, too. They scored four yeah, goals absolutely. in five minutes. Le and they with four points. <laughs> what a fucking guy. Like, what a, what a performance. Like, to, yeah. he had, like, one point the rest of the series until that game seven, and then he puts up four points on that power play. Yeah. And, dude, I just loved it, too, because they're talking about Logan Couture after that. They're like, did you know this was going to happen? And he was like, well, Jumbo told us that we were coming back, and he used a lot of like bad words to do it, and we got <laughs> we and we fucking believed him. Like I was like, yeah. yeah, they like they were like ready. Like I I'd imagine being a part of that team. Like again, Logan Couture looked like that was his favorite hockey game he's ever played in his life. He was like, this is something I'm never gonna forget. And it's just the fucking first round. <laughs> yeah. And that that ga- those games were personal too, dude. They hurt each other. Yeah, those teams really don't like each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and I hope that both of them stay, like, you know, come back and like do it again next year. Because that that was probably the best series to watch. Although I didn't get to watch a whole lot of it, but yeah, no, it definitely I, was, it gets had my the entertainment vote. factor from beginning to the end. Yeah. I think that was best series of the of the first round. Um but obviously like watching Tampa and the Pens get swept by those under was like really fun. Yeah, that cool was too. really fun. But I just mean if we're talking about like banging like fucking two teams like that are like contest. even Yeah, exactly. Like no one really dropped well, except for that power play. Like no one like really dropped the ball completely. No one like overplayed. Like those two teams yeah, it, gave it their only- all for seven games like yeah the only bad game that there was was that five to nothing game for vegas in like game four yeah that was probably like i mean obviously probably one of the better games for vegas but like that was like the blunder out of all of them yeah but when teams where, like that it's bound to happen right and that's when that's the game that thornton takes the penalty that he gets suspended for game five and then vegas couldn't close it out they get smacked five to two, and then they lose two to one in game six, and game seven happened. So that from game four and on, it was Vegas' series to win. From the second period, pretty much on in game seven, it was Vegas' series to win, and they lost. Yeah. So, regardless of how bad that call was, it's it's on them. It is what it is, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like they hadn't gotten away with a ton of shit before that anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, 
I don't like the call. Yeah. I'm not saying it's an if, excuse, but we talked about this. If that was another game and two other teams and other players and it had a different outcome, I might be a little bit more angry. But I think you have to lay that at the feet of Vegas and just be like, this is why you guys are our young team and this is why you don't get to go to the Stanley Cup finals every year. Like, here you go. Like, you learn from this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously unfortunate for them, but... You know, they didn't help themselves either with that penalty kill or anything. Or, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. So, I mean, I really would have liked them to win. That way I could at least maybe had two series that I at least predicted the right winner. Oh, man. I want to, like, get a scorecard on you. I guess I won, huh? Mine are bad, too, though. Mine are real bad, but... You won on like you didn't really truly in your heart of hearts believe that the islanders were going to beat pittsburgh i fucking said it with my mouth though you just <laughs> wanted it to happen so yeah i willed that shit into existence and i'll yeah. take and i'm really that. happy that like if that's the one that if that's why i lose then that's why i lose i'm happy with that so well i think i have them i have the sharks i mean if carolina pulls off this thing then i didn't get any of them. i had boston you took you oh no! Toronto? I took Boston. Yeah, I so we have both one. have Boston, um, and if the Caps win this, I'll have it. But I'd rather not have it. I I said before I'd rather just be okay with me calling a hard fought game seven, but Carolina taking it. I would so rather be wrong. I would have rather been when I said it. I was hoping I was wrong. I yeah. really wanted a game seven though, and I feel like I fucking called that one. Like this was a good ass series too. <laughs> yeah, I was say I took Winnipeg, Nashville, Calgary. Vegas, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Boston, I got that one, and then I had the Caps in seven. We both had the Caps in seven. Yeah, so this is the one, but again, God, yeah, God willing, we're wrong. I much prefer Carolina to win. Yeah. Although for, either like, now, of them will be now it's happy. wide open. Like, because now, like, and I was like, and not that I want, because there was no winner for me in, like, Boston and Toronto because, like, unless Washington wins, like, they're almost like the unanimous favorite, at least in the East, Boston and or Toronto, whichever way that would have went. So there was no winner for that in me because I don't want Boston. And it sucks that, like, the rest of the Boston sports teams are good because that's the only reason why I don't want Boston to win. Yeah. Like, if Boston just won in 2011 and all their other sports teams were just regular sports teams, I wouldn't care if Boston won. Because <laughs> I kind of like Boston a little bit. Yeah. But, like, I don't want anything for them because there's just so much championships in that. And, like, good for them. Yeah. Or whatever, but that's not going to make me root for you, so. Yeah. And I just no, think, like, I couldn't, I couldn't take the first year of fucking toronto having john tavares and then winning the cup yeah that would have bothered me at least there's some adversity they want to win the cup next year i'm all for it i love watching when babcock loses though trying to pin heat on everything liked yeah he's yeah he's something that wasn't your fucking goaltender like (laughs) you old fuck i know i know we're missing it dude oh man it is the third period that just started this game, so you'll know the outcome before the podcast is over. So, um, 
But I think that was all we needed of a Boston-Toronto preview. That was exactly yeah. what I expected. A game seven, God only knows which way it went. It went unexpected, Boston going down like that, but I never really had a doubt that they could pull it off. So that's that's about it for me. Yeah, and the thing that's good is, like, although he they really needed him, because I don't think, let me, because I'm pretty sure Tavares scored the one goal in game seven. Yes. Yeah. They, I mean, they really could have used Matthews to show up in Game Seven and do something. Um, but he tried, it's, though. Yeah, no, he I'm was not at saying the that. Game, like, like, I, I'm glad that like it didn't, because like I don't think that cat or like a player like Goudreau is not gonna get like the hate for having only one point in that series. Like if Austin Matthews had one point and they lose in seven, like he's getting like roasted over the coals. Yeah. Every Toronto fan is ready to trade him. You know, yeah, being ridiculous. Yeah, and it's like I'm glad that he ended up leading the team six points in seven games, five goals. Like that's a good series for him. Yeah, like, he did everything he fucking could, and I mean, dude, Jake fucking Gardner, goddamn it! Like they should rid the wash their hands of him. Like I, it's over, yeah, right? It's like, he's, he's going to free agency. Like don't resign him. Like, you need a real defenseman, bro. And he's not a terrible defenseman, but man, does he fuck that up for you every year. Yeah, I mean, I... Man, it's so... I feel so bad for the fucking guy. Dude, you asked if he was cursed, and, like, maybe on some of the other plays I'd ask that, but that drop wasn't like, oh, well, he thought his boy was behind him. Mojo was still gunning at him full speed in front of him. Like, he should have fucking seen it. Like, it's not like he dropped it back to no one and a Boston player came from that direction. He was in... So even if he dropped it and his boy was there to get it, Mojo's still, like, honing in on that fucker. Like, that was, like, not the play. The play was up the boards. Like, you know, it... it, it (laughs) Yeah, the curse thing was more, like, the something, like... this is what i want to see yo (laughs) but yeah the curse thing was more like the something just like happened to like his brain in like a game seven because man it's so bad like i mean and it's not like i mean they lost five to one so it's not like really much of anybody else showed up either so i'm not gonna put this like oh they lost because of jake gardner oh hell no but absolutely not but man that is like such a dagger to take already down because what mojo scored to make it two nothing yeah it's like just already down one to nothing like i'm pretty sure it's like close to the end of the period you give up a goal like that man it's just it's deflating man and like i and i'm not saying like oh if that goal doesn't happen then they come back and they make it a game but like Dude, it it killed momentum, and I'm not going to blame it all on Jake Gardner either. Like, it's... (laughs) Dude, I... One, they have more time. Like, their players are young. They got a long... Like, they got a long thing ahead of them. Maybe it's just that. I think uh, my buddy Ken Danico said it best when he was reviewing it on NHL Network. He's like, man, they just need that it. They need a, like, they need a banger. They need, like, a leader. Like, um... Yeah. Not like a leader, like they, Austin Matthews is a good like like he did they it. Tavares got on the score sheet. Yes, they they need someone to lead that defense. I think, and I think that 
If you minus Jake Gardner, and dude, I would lay this at the feet of the GM for not getting a real defenseman with Nylander. Because you had a point. They could have still got Muzzin. They could have had a real defender. They could have had like fucking Jake Jacob Slavin or someone like fucking a yeah. defenseman defenseman, like a good one. And that team would be talented top to bottom. And then you couldn't blame anyone but Babcock. Like, <laughs> yeah, I but mean, instead we're arguing about Jake Gardner and it's like, well, yeah. why the fuck is he playing? Like, <laughs> yeah, just like the defensemen are like the young defensemen are good. Like, like, I think that fucking like Dermot is like going to be a good defenseman. Just like, where is he? Like, he's not in, he's not going to be a number one or a number two. You know, you have Muzzin, who is a three. You know, whatever, so, like... Solid three. Yeah, so, like, you need... If Morgan Riley's, like, your one slash two, and then you need the other part, like, you need the two-way guy that's the one slash two. Yeah. You know, to play with him. Or, like, if you give Morgan Riley the, like, lesser guy, like, not... And not... I don't mean to say, like, lesser, but, like, if you give him... Well, maybe not Dermot, because he's more of a offensive guy, too, but, like, you know what I mean. Like, you give him, like... You spread the wealth, and you put... Muzzin and player X here that you need, and you give Briley, Dermot, or whoever, you know, and spread that wealth out. That's what you need. Like you don't necessarily need like a partner for Morgan Riley. You just need him. You need his counterpart, like someone yeah. who's really playing the defense, because you obviously want Morgan Riley to play offense. The yang to his yang. Yeah, I fucking get it, dude, and I think that that. I think you could blame it on a lot of things, but I think Toronto fans are going to be like, God damn it, it happens every year, it's a thing, so much, it's like, dude, well, one, don't get spoiled now, you're going to have one of the best teams for a long time unless they fuck this up, and it doesn't look like they're going to fuck it up, it looks like they've just got some learning to do, and it looks like they're, like I said, this is only going to happen so many times before Austin Matthews says, get me a fucking defenseman or I'm not doing it anymore. Like, yeah. that's why I feel like that what like a lot of teams like what happens is something like that happens. And, and the captain just like shuts down. He's like, listen, like and then you trade you trade one of these peace guys and you get something like, you know, it's they obviously don't need to blow it up. They're just getting started. Um, and It's not Jake Gardner's fault. And it's not just they need a you know, they, they need to learn someone, from this and they need yeah, to come prepared someone, next year. Yeah, they, they absolutely need to come prepared like. This is like the second year in a row that you could have said this would be the year that they should have got by Boston and they didn't. Yeah. Well, at least they didn't fucking the first year was was atrocious because they acted like they had it won. And I thought that was bad and they learned their lesson. This year, they just didn't have enough in game 7 and maybe they will learn their lesson maybe, but I still think last year was like Babcock smiling, giving out high fives and handshakes and shit, like in the second period was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> he knows better. How long has that guy been coach? And fuck Mike Babcock, dude. Like, for real. Like, it's friggin' overrated. Yeah, it's like, I'm not like the most superstitious guy or whatever, but there's just some things that you don't do. You don't celebrate early and you don't like... I mean, I, I want to say you don't touch the president's trophy or whatever, but the Caps do it, and Pittsburgh does it, so. Obi's not scared. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think, like, 
he's beyond superstition. So, but yeah, yeah, no, I still, yeah, that watching that replay of him like high fiving people on the bench in the second period, that's still really funny. Yeah, it is. And then, and then this year, he, I think he said he liked the team last year better. And it's just like, wow, you guys are better this year. And you, you got John T, Johnny T, you got Muzzin in the deadline. Like, what do you mean? Like, you guys had the pieces. Like, yeah. Freddie didn't blow it. Don't even yeah. act like Freddie blew it. Like, no, not a fucking not. shot. Like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I don't know. They really need, like, if they can put, like, a top four together with Riley, Player X, Muzzin, and Zaitsev, like, what's wrong with that? Oh, no. Then, then all of a sudden you have a top put, four. Like, Yeah, and put fucking Dermot on in the top four and, like, let Zaitsev just be, like, spread that wealth. You just need someone else that's not Jake Gardner. Yeah, and dude, Jake Gardner will have a career somewhere else. Like he's yeah, not. It's not that he's, he's a not player, bad. He's like not the right player that they need. They need your. I think that you said it, but they need a leader on defense. And Morgan Riley is still young and is more offensively inclined. Like they need someone to like rub their fucking face in it when they fuck it when they fuck up leads and stuff like that. And in a in in late in early round late in the series games like someone to be like no this is not fucking happening like <laughs> yeah they need someone to take the pressure off of Morgan Riley yes and like and to take the pressure the off their offense like they shouldn't have to fucking Austin Matthews shouldn't have to put up 15 points in the first round shouldn't have right. to be like that yeah it's like let Morgan Riley like do the scoring and the playmaking and stuff like that and then yeah. someone like not that he's not playing defense or whatever but like he should be worried about like his ozone. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like I'm obviously not completing my thought here, but No, you know I what I, mean. I fucking got you, dude. We talked way too long about that. We were trying to fucking end it. But yeah. Toronto is just so incredibly frustrating. But I expected Boston to win. So and now we've got yeah, a so great fucking game going on here. We already talked about the two sweeps, so there's not much to say other than did you know Columbus has a 50% power play percentage? Yeah. Oh, you know what, what I wanted to fuck? bring up, too? Um, you know what uh, Dallas's penalty uh, penalty kill percentage was? 100%. 100%. Nashville did not score one power play goal. That's their Achilles heel, dude, and it doesn't seem like it's a big deal during the season, but it fucking is during the playoffs, dude. Boyle and, and Simmons, both the players they brought in to fix it, Went down, too. Yeah. And it's like, so they had nothing. Yeah, yeah I saw that, Arvidsson, too. Arvidsson left the series pointless, I think. Yeah. Dude, they didn't. And, dude, Ben Bishop, man. This, why don't we start up, why don't we start previews? Because okay. we did we did all the reviews, except for this one we can't do, which is 3-3 right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But I say, um... I say that Ben Bishop, the experienced veteran, and Jordan Binnington, the cocky little newcomer, is going to be like when an unstoppable force meets an unmovable object. Like, what team is going to break the other? Yeah. That is going to be some sick shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now that, I mean, I don't want, 
for personal reasons. Actually, I don't really care. Like, I was going to say I don't want Braden Shen to win the cup, really. <laughs> He's such a petty bitch. But I, no, I, I like Braden Shen. I do. I like them as a player here. Um, and I take St. Louis over Dallas all day, though. Just I, yeah, for personal I think, favorite. Yeah, I just think now that I don't have to front because like when it, or St. Louis isn't playing the team that I picked to win the cup at the beginning of the year. I mean, I honestly truly believe that Winnipeg would have eventually won that series, but obviously that didn't happen. But like St. Louis, I mean, I know I said the same thing about Nashville, but like St. Louis is a lot better offensively than Nashville is, and they're just as solid defensively. And the goal, and I really like the goalie. Like I, I like the makeup of St. Louis a lot more than Dallas. Like, Dallas is scary because, obviously, like, Ben Bishop's up. You know, the big guys are up for them. And, like, they had that game where a lot of their depth came through and, you know, won that game for them. But that's St. Louis's specialty. They're not, like, the top-heavy top-line. Like, you have to stop that whole team. You have to stop Bozak, fucking Patrick Maroon, the guys down low, then you got Vladdy, then you got their defensemen. And this kid looks like the real deal. But to be honest, with the way Dallas can score, though, if they if they figure it out, I can see it going very badly for them. I, I can't even pick a winner in this. I personally like St. Louis more. I think that yeah. they, they deserve it more. But, dude, again, if they riddle if they riddle that defense out game one, it could be a quick series for Dallas. Or this shit can go to seven and the Blues could wear them down and, and, and fucking beat them. Like... Honestly, it could yeah, go. I think that it could be. I th- I think it'll go. I think either way, I think it'll probably go probably six at least. Um, but I think it could be quick either way. Like I feel like if St. Louis, because I don't think that they're gonna have to grind. Like if they get in their gear, I don't think that they're gonna have to grind down Dallas. Like I think that they can with the lines that they have. I think that they could quickly expose them. Um, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. Um, because I think it could go both ways. Like I think that if the t- the big guns for Dallas, like you said, get going early and they score, they figure out Bennington and they kind of you know pretty much fuck up the whole thing, then it could be quick for Dallas. And I think that if St. Louis can overpower them, like on paper it looks like they could do, it could be quick for them. And I think it's going to be somewhere in between. Yeah. Which is why I think it'll probably go like six games. Fair enough. I'd give the edge to St. Louis. I just think that they're more complete. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I don't think that they're going to be as easily shut down as it seemed like Nashville was. Like, because they have some killers in that offense. And they have some sleepers too. Like, like that Sun, like I think that Sunquist kid is kind of sneaky good. Um, there's a, there's a couple guys on St. Louis that I think could uh their fourth line could do some damage out of nowhere dude there's someone i'm thinking of specifically though maybe it's not i don't know now i'm not seeing like i felt like i had someone in my head rob thomas maybe i'm just thinking about josh anderson (laughs) to be honest i know he doesn't play he plays for columbus (laughs) Dude, I fucking love Josh Anderson. Dude, that... Dude, I'm ready for... Oh, I, I like Josh Anderson, too. 
But I feel like I did have someone. I just, I'm not, I'm looking at their list and I'm just not. Well, Fabry's been cold ever since he came back, but I yeah. don't expect him to play bad hockey the rest of his career. Rob Thomas, you got fucking yeah. that Sunquist kid. Then we're fucking talking about, you know, again, I mean, fucking even David Tarasenko didn't even, like, Tarasenko <laughs> didn't even wake up for that, that first round. Yeah, that's he had what's two sketchy. Goals. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You know, O'Reilly played good. They Sports fucking went off. <laughs> yeah, he fucking did. Especially Way at to the be end. clutch. Clutch performances. Just fucking being there, dude. But I do I will say this. And I didn't see as much as the Dallas Nashville game though. I feel like Nashville didn't lose because, like, yeah, they fucked up their power play and they 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 have the better team, but Nashville played hard, man. And I will say the Jets did drop the ball a little bit, so I will yeah. also give a little bit of an edge to Dallas for playing a more ready, hard playing team than St. Louis did. Um, like, cause I don't even understand how that series went so long. It, it went so long out of the sheer skill of the Jets, but they didn't impress me at all. It, it, they really didn't. Like, I didn't want to watch the games. They bored me. Like, Yeah, I mean, there, there was only really one really good game by the Jets, and then everything else was pretty low scoring. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and St. Louis is going to take that edge in games like that, dude. And um, I don't know, maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe this will be a closer scoring game like the Nashville series was for Dallas. Because I mean, St. Louis didn't like jump off the scoreboard. I mean, they won two to one, four to three. No, I just thought that they were two, clutch. They got like t- timely goals. Yeah, at at good times, and that's what I think that they're going to give you. I don't think that they're. I think St. Louis will relent because they're deeper than you. Yeah, and I still they could still. I'm. I'm going. I I. If you don't want to pick, you don't have to pick. I'm going to take St. Louis. I am too, but I just think just hardly. I think I could be yeah, Dallas could, could win be, in four. Like I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think they're not like fully up. They were clutching the last, like they the goaltending was solid for them. Um, they were they were clutch when they needed to be, and that's what won in the last series. But I think if they actually get up for this this next series and like. Tarasenko actually wakes up, and I mean, Riley O'Reilly had a good series, but I mean, he definitely can do more if Tarasenko scoring next to him. Yeah. Um, you know, if Braden Shen gets up, fucking Robert Thomas and you know Fabry, like those guys get up. I think that it could be. I think that'll be a good one. I, I'm actually. As I know much it's making me more excited about, than I yeah, was. As much as I was talking about shit about Dallas when they were playing Nashville and how we said like it would be so much worse we said because I listened to re-listened to our prediction podcast today we said that it would be so much worse if Dallas and St. Louis played in the first round than if Winnipeg and Nashville played in the first round boy oh boy, I'm actually oh boy. Getting, like after seeing like the the results like I'm actually kind of excited for this series I'm curious I'm very curious about this series. I am too. But yeah, I think St. I think I think St. Louis will take it. 
Okay. Um, Sharks, Colorado. Um, man, if the top if the top guys for Colorado keep playing like they were and Grubauer keeps playing like he was, um, I don't. I mean, like we saw at the beginning of the year, like the Avalanche looked like they were unstoppable when those guys were flying. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely not going to discount the Sharks. Um, I think it'll be similarly because, like, we saw games where those top guys for for Vegas got going, but the Sharks were still still in it, and they were able to come back and make that a series. So, yeah, I mean, if. If Jones is the Jones from the second half of this series of the Vegas series, like Game Six, you know Jones and like the guy that we saw in Game Seven, I think the Sharks definitely have a good chance. Um, the Avalanche, I think they're going to need to get more than just like Rantanen and McKinnon going, and more yeah. than Matt Nieto showing up as like the scoring um i definitely think that they need to unlock some of those guys and they need to to get more from their middle bottom six guys so dude i just think that the sharks are more ready i they have the the energy going yes that's what i what i was gonna say like i think that colorado is less of a finished product but more on its way up but they are just like a fucking like they can they can go off and i think that the sharks are more <laughs> ready to do the damn thing and it's like a blessing and a curse um cuz the sharks must be amped after that comeback but they must be beaten up and fucking tired and they're down they're definitely down pavelski like you know what i mean i worry about Here's what yeah. I th- what I think are the two possible outcomes. It's a good ass series, and the Sharks take them due to experience and relentlessness, or they're beat and they blow these first two games, and Colorado wa- washes them. Like not not like a sweep, but like they get the early momentum, and those guys don't fucking stop, like they did to the Flames. Right. And that's my fear is that the Sharks are going to still be recovering, um, but. If they're amped and it's not a, it doesn't look like a hangover. It looks more like a fucking momentum swing. Then it's going to be a great series, and I have to give the edge, the edge of the Sharks. Yeah, I definitely think um, the Sharks definitely have the emotional momentum. Um, Pavelski's a big hit for them, um, and it really, it especially sucks. Um, that they they turn around like so quickly like I like I said at the beginning like I thought like game one of like was gonna start on Friday and then like the the Sharks game one would have been on Saturday they definitely deserve an extra day off it's not fair <laughs> yeah so I mean obviously wishful thinking they're hoping that you know me I I don't know they I still haven't heard an update about Pavelski so I don't know. I mean, but it was. Oh, that's not true. Good. Maybe it'll be back, but I just mean puck to yeah. the face, whacked his head and bleeding on the ground. It. Yeah. That poor guy. Hoping, 
and they're hoping to get Don Scoy back. Okay, fair and, enough. Like I think that's the I, that's the more possible outcome to get Don Scoy back than it is to get Pavelski. At least at yeah. this moment. Um, dude, I almost feel bad for Pavelski. I watch a lot of this series, and even the ones where he didn't get, dude, the dude got bounced. Like all fucking yeah, series, he was getting beat up. All series. that's another reason why I could say the penalty. It's just like, well, give the guy a fucking break, because like even when he wasn't, like he wasn't hurt, like he put the cage on, but like that dude was getting fucked up. The whole he was getting yeah. roughed up. Oh man, so that's my fear. I think that this this series is almost nearly holy shit i'm sorry (laughs) yeah the caps almost just scored wide open net fucking one of their one of their d laid out for it you rewind 30 seconds you'll see the the carolina hurricanes i want to finish this that way if this thing if this thing goes to overtime i want to be fucking done so now we'd have the whole intermission I'd almost rather watch the next 153 and then Dude, continue. we just spent like 10 minutes talking about the Leafs when we were trying to move on. I know. I said I didn't want to talk about the series, but then we started. We can't fucking help it. We're addicted to this shit. This is why we do this dumb, dumb shit. Dude, there's a minute. Thir- all right. All right. <laughs> I couldn't help it, dude. It was such a good play. I thought the cap just ended it and they fucking saved their fucking lives. This is insane. Yeah, I don't even remember what we were talking about. I have no fucking clue. I don't even care. Um, Oh, we were finishing. Yeah, I think that, honestly, to finish my thought, I think that it's going to be a a good fucking series, um, but a lot of it is going to depend game one, to be completely honest with you. I think if if McKinnon gets in Jones' head game one, they're down Pavelski, and they don't, and fucking their tough guys look fucking tired, and, like, Eric Carlson looks as tired as he was the other night. Um, this could go bad for the Sharks, but at the same time, if you're playing a, a like a banger series to another Game Seven, definitely edge Sharks. So I can't even until I see Game One, then I'll I'll fully predict. I I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. Yeah, on my gut, I'd probably take I'd probably take San Jose. But I agree with you. Like this is gonna be like a tough one. It's a tough one to call now, um, just because there's so many factors for San Jose that if you know, if it goes right, Jesus Christ! You saw that, right? How could I not make a comment in the middle when I I look down yeah, and McGinn fucking saved see the that? Day. Jesus! Really saved the day. <laughs> what a fucking series, dude! I can't wait to watch us when we're done. All right. <laughs> yeah, I give the edge to the Sharks right now. Um, but yeah, it's too. gonna it's gonna take some revealing of unknown right now. So, all right. So now we got um the one Boston thing that we could Columbus. predict in the East. No, we got Boston and Columbus. Yeah, that's what I said. The one thing that we can actually talk about in the East because this game's going. Oh, overtime. I think you said can't. Okay. No, no, no. Um. This one's this a is, hard one. This one, this one might be the best of the bunch. I I'm, really want. I'm Columbus. excited for this series. Yeah. Yeah, like, I want to see them do it. Like I think that minus like that top line that Boston has, and it's not that like 
they don't like it's not that Columbus doesn't have a top line or whatever. It's just not like that other one. But like these I think these teams are like almost like mirror images of each other. Like you got like just Josh Anderson and DeBrusque. Like I hope that they're going at it. Like just two big dudes fucking can speed down the ice and fucking score. Um Krejci and Duchesne and like all that like I think this is gonna be a good one. I'm real like I think yeah. this watching, this is gonna be the best of the second round, I think. Yeah, watching the the Bergeron line have to shut down Artemi Panarin. And then dude, Bob and fucking the way that Tuca played those games, like the yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> um I feel like Boston has the experience, but that hasn't been shit to at any point during this this series. So I hope we keep up with the underdog stories. But obvious, and I don't want Boston to walk into another championship because obviously they they like this more than they like Boston. But I don't think that they. Sh- I think that they should be afraid. Like they they should definitely like not just think that this Columbus thing is uh is like a. Yeah, they shouldn't expect them to be like a pushover. Yeah, no, that would and kill the, them. The thing that scares me the most about this series is all the rest that Columbus has gotten. Like, it's not always a detriment. It's not always, but... Yo, real quick... It's not always a good thing. I know it's late, and I'm getting off topic a little bit, but did you see Panarin's handshake for Kucherov? Dude, I thought that was hilarious. Everybody was really mad at that. Really mad? I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Like, it was like yeah. the way I would shake my buddy's hand in beer league. And, like, Kucherov was, like, super butthurt. Because he just lost in round one. His team sucks. But, like, Panarin yeah. <laughs> looked like such a happy camper. That was so fucking funny. Yeah, dude. I thought that was really <laughs> funny. Yeah, I... Yeah, everybody was super mad at that. And I didn't. Give I a was shit. really surprised. I thought that was hilarious. Like, cause I mean, they're boys. Like, everybody like thought like last season when they like they posted like a picture on Instagram of like Sergachev and Kucherov and Panarin. They're all like playing volleyball on like the fucking beach in fucking Florida. Like everybody's like, oh, Panarin's going to Tampa. Whatever. It's like they're boys. Like obviously they're boys. Like he's not like. You would never walk up to anybody else that, like, you weren't friends with, weren't, like, really, really, like, best friends with and do that to them. You never. Like, I don't, like... And Cooch kind of deserved it a little bit. It it was, like, friendly humor. I didn't think anything, like, ill will. I I thought that, like... I thought that a Panarin was also oblivious to how bad Kucherov felt because he's done this before. (laughs) And Panarin, I feel like, hasn't. But, But I thought it was hysterical and if i was playing you know in beer league travis's team and we beat him that's my face like i would be like yeah shake my motherfucking hand dude (laughs) what's good (laughs) that's so 128 points my ass (laughs) right that was perfect i had to bring it up talking about it yeah no i'm glad you did because i thought that was really funny i thought it was funny I think Cooch thinks it's funny too. Everyone took it out of control. Yeah, I think that eventually, like, he's gonna laugh at it. <laughs> Obviously, not right then and there, but like, I thought that was really funny. I can see like Columbus getting eliminated, and like Cooch, like next time he sees him, like doing I that same he, like, post, shit with that face. Like, 
I hope he goes like full like pasta. Like, did you see? Did you see anything about it today on Twitter? Or whatever pasta yesterday. Uh, Justin Bieber was at the Leafs game or whatever, and he posted something on Instagram and was like, um, "May God be like before the game, like may God be with Austin Matthews and all these guys or whatever, and let them win <laughs> or whatever." And then pasta responded and said not today <laughs> that's so wonderful yeah that is <laughs> hilarious <today>. that's <laughs> dude i i hope like if if they do get knocked out i hope fucking like kucherov posts something on like instagram or something with like a shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> Either that or just, like, that, like, take that picture of Panarin, like, going for his handshake, and it's just, like, Kucherov's head photoshopped on Panarin's body. They just, like, switch bodies. <laughs> that would be fucking funny. Just something petty like that would be hilarious. Yeah. It, it <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. is like, everybody, like, talks about, like, how, like, oh, boring and, like, monotone all the hockey players are because, like, the media asks some shit questions and, like... When they do give them something, then it's headline, uh, like, if someone ever calls out, like, if someone would have said something bad about, like, Nazem Kadri, like, if Matthews or whatever says something bad about, like, Kadri, like, oh, yeah, you know, it's really detrimental to our team that, you know, he does something so dumb. Like, if he would have said, like, that was dumb of him to do, the next day and all over the media would be like, Nazem, or Austin Matthews thinks... Nazem Kadri is done. Is Kadri's days in Toronto numbered or whatever? I mean, that's already happening either way, because they probably are. But I could I could go for more. It's like everybody wants the personality, but then when they give you something, it's turned in a negative way into a headline. Everyone thinks that it's like so classy too. Like we forget that these guys aren't machines, and that they're people. So like I could understand if maybe you didn't see. Or, like, understand that probably a lot of the... Like, I didn't even have to see the pictures in Florida to know that Panarin probably had some sort of past with Kucherov when he did that. Like, it's it's like... Yeah, I mean, they're, they're both people. Russian. Yeah. They're fucking people, dude. Not everything has to be, like, a Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, like, firm eye-to-eye, good luck handshake. Like, it's like fucking... Yeah, this but is a it's game. Like, even if... If that was Panarin to Ovechkin, even though I have no idea they could not even know each other or whatever. If that was Panarin to Ovechkin, I'd be like, oh, they're Russian. They must be friends. And maybe that's like <laughs> some kind of ist of me or whatever. Like some kind of like, yeah. like I, prejudice I, or whatever. <laughs> but like it's just it seems to be majority of the time that like most of the Russian guys are friends because they probably played together at some point in time. Or if you're Ovi, you're like these guys' hero. That's that's another thing to bring it up. Like, oh shit, it's getting late. To just bring this up and then try to end this point. I'm not saying they all have to be friends, but we've talked about before. Not as many Russian players come over here, but all the really all the ones that are are usually really really fucking good. And um, the whole Svechnikov Ovi fight. We already kind of touched on it. I don't want to go over the whole thing. That, that Ovi's definitely his idol. He definitely wanted to be Alex Ovechkin when he grew up. And I think that it took a, a huge amount of respect, actually, for Ovi to oblige a child in that fucking request. Like, I don't think that there is any malintent 
I think that Ovi would have been offended if somebody would have, if his hero would have turned him down to end a scrap. And, uh, and I think that the kid's going to be okay. Like, you know, where it's, it's, it's not the end of the, and, and even if he got hurt, like Ovi didn't mean it. Like there was nothing like, oh, Ovi's fighting eight year olds. Like, no, 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 dude. That's his childhood hero. And he's trying to get his team amped. And now they might win game seven. So it's like, please, yeah, and this please. guy is in. This guy's in the NHL. He's not like you know, a he's baby not the kid. He's not like the Make a Wish kid or whatever. <laughs> like he scored two goals the game before. Yeah, it's he's like, well it's on his a- way to a great career, and he's he's a human adult. And and again, Ovi's my idol. Like you know, what I mean, I can only imagine this kid growing up in fucking Russia. Like yeah, and it's just like I don't get it. Like everybody's like, oh, you know, Ovi should have walked away. It's like. Why? Why? Why would he have? Or whatever. Like, obviously, like, regardless, because I've seen, like, things came out where, like, you know, apparently Ovi initiated the fight. At least that's what Svechnikov said. Really? He said that he asked him. Although, it lo- I guess, like, the nod that he gives that kind of looks like he asked him, asked Ovi for the fight, is actually him replying yes. But he accepted. Like, it's not like... Remember when, like, Ray Emery, like, went and, like, assaulted Braden Holpe that one year? It wasn't like that. It's not like he chased him down, pulled his jersey over his head, and just started wailing on him. They went at it. They squared up. Svetsikov didn't defend himself very well. And, like, OV why? glided him to the ice. Yeah, it's not, yeah, and it's not, yeah, it wasn't like <laughs> when, like, Pedersen got, like, slammed to the ice, you know, earlier this season or whatever. Like, it wasn't, I don't see the big, why it's a big deal. It's two That's adults like, fighting in a sport that allows fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it doesn't get much more something. It'd be one thing if the tough guy went over and tried to pick on him. Like, I get it. Like, I'd understand if you're, you're a fucking asshole. Like, yeah, if, like if, if Tom, Tom Wilson Wilson's... went and cracked him, I'd be like, you're a fucking cocksucker. But the kid wanted it. Like, they're... They had a thing. Like, we all know it. There's obviously, like, some form of agreement, regardless of who initiated, like, who asked for the fight initially. Like, there was some form of agreement, like, hey, this is happening. We're fighting. Yeah. It's not like Wilson came over and, like... Clobbed him. Hit him in the back of the head with his elbow and then, like, shoved him up against the glass ten times and then, like, pulled him out to the middle of the ice and just started beating on him. Yeah. Because then he's a piece of shit. Yeah, then he is happened. a piece of shit. But Obi's not a piece of shit. And I think that that I think that that took Moxie to like stand up to your hero. Like, you know what I mean? Cuz let's be for real. That's like come on. Dude, if Just I ever on. have one like encounter with Alex Ovechkin and him beating the fuck out of me, <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> worth it. Yeah. For real. It honestly, honestly, and I think that that helped his team. I don't give a fuck. Momentum is carrying, and those guys are not fucking around, and it's going into overtime. So let's get this shit finished so I can watch overtime. Yeah, it's and one the last thing I'll say, it's like, if Svechnikov didn't get caught with one clean, no one's talking about this. Like, if it's just, like, a fight that ended in, like, a bear hug or whatever, you know, it's kind of like... It's almost like the Pavelski thing. If Pavelski didn't get hurt, they weren't calling that penalty. Oh, yeah, no. If Svechnikov didn't get hurt, 
and, you know, they ended the fight, you know, in a tie or, you know, he eventually flips him onto the ice or whatever. If Svetsikov doesn't get hurt, no one's talking about it. If anything, everybody's praising Svetsikov. I think the lost. I think the big idea is too is like no one cares when two when two like Neanderthals, like fourth liners, like tough guys go at it. And or yeah. even just tough bigger boys, period. Like no one talks about let's take the violence out of hockey with the Ryan Reeves and like fucking Evander Kane fight. It's two big boys who hate each other and they want to go. No one says that shit to that. It's always when it's like, oh like I don't know, man. It's it's, yeah, it's so like, biased. In, in this perspective, if it's Reese and Wilson and they have the exact same fight that Ovi and Svetsikov has, no one says a word. No if one anything, gives a it's plastered fuck about all Tom over, Wilson's be like, concussion. Look at this heavyweight bout. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's on all social media. It's like, look at this crazy fight. Like, two heavyweights going at it and they're just chucking him over the top and, you know, whatever. And then he goes down or whatever and now he's hurt. But no one's talking about him being hurt. Regardless of which one it is. Oh, yeah, no. And if you think either of those guys was going to glide the other down to the ice, like, gently, and then apologize later on camera, <laughs> you're fucking mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> but no one cares about Tom Wilson's concussion. Like, it's yeah. just because it was Ovi and, and Svechnikov. Like, any other play. It's just because it was talks. Ovi and someone smaller than Ovi. What about that dude from the Ducks? I forget who it was. Was just Superman punching people one hit knockouts. Like no one, oh, would, Kevin BX. No one gave a fuck about that. Like. Yeah, because no one cares about Radko Gudis. Because <laughs> yeah. who cares? Like, because no one cares. Because that's. I mean, I care kind of because I don't want to see anybody get hurt, regardless of if it's a piece of shit fourth liner or whoever. But oh yeah, like. No one else does. The media doesn't. I just feel like people show up and they're like, let's take fighting out of hockey. And it's people who don't even fucking watch hockey, but they know who Alex Ovechkin is. So now all of a sudden they feel like they could write about it because they know Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas like, you don't know who Ryan Reeves is. He kicked the piss out of Evander Kane. You don't know that. You didn't watch. (laughs) It's like, if if... And, like, it would just be so different if, like, let's say, like, something similar happened in the Evander Kane and Ryan Reeves fight. Say, like, Evander Kane gets hurt and they go and, like, they ask Ryan Reeves if they, like, about it and if he was going to apologize. Ryan Reeves would be like, no. <laughs> like, he accepted the fight, whether or not he asked for it or Reeves asked for it himself. Like, he accepted. And he lost. So. Word. Dude. So I think we covered every preview, and to be fair, I really don't even want to jinx doing this last one. I thought maybe we could do a little thing for both, but, like, who knows who's going to win this game? We're just winging this one. Yeah, I think this one is going to be good because the Islanders are surprised. Yeah. Like, if this was going, like, up against Pittsburgh, I wouldn't care. Like, oh, well. And, dude, I just think, for storyline's sake, I'm not going to pick winners. I'm not going to say who's there. Yeah. I think Islanders-Carolina would be interesting storyline to watch because it's very defensive against that crazy forecheck. I think Barry Trotz versus old team is pretty sick, too. I'll take either. I like Carolina as the underdog. But either way, I don't know who wins that. I think that it's it's got a good story to it no matter what. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. 100%. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, That's all we have for round one. And we're looking forward to round two starting on Friday. We need to go right now because overtime's starting. (laughs) Um, 
But you can follow us on Twitter at Off the Barcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuck You Raph. Um, that's all we got for this week on Off the Bar. And once again, I'm Joey. And I'm Rob. And we will see you guys next week.